1: What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's BloggingTheBoys. My name is Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Monday, August twenty fourth, two thousand twenty. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe healthy, and that you are ready to have the conversation that we have been having for two and a half years. That's right. We'll get to it in just a second. I do want to say that three weeks from this moment, um, we will be talking about a Dallas Cowboys football game. That's pretty cool. Three weeks is not a long time. (laughs) Uh, Yesterday was Sunday, August 23rd, which did mark the three-week countdown to the Cowboys' regular season opener on the road against the Los Angeles Rams, uh, it appeared as if some media got an opportunity to tour SoFi Stadium, the new Rams and Chargers Stadium, and there was a scrimmage of sorts there. I imagine we will get to see it on this week's episode of Hard Knocks. It looks extravagant. It looks extraordinary. It also looks like the first win that will happen in the building will be had by the Dallas Cowboys. But I digress. Uh, obviously, the topic of the day, the topic for a while, is Earl Thomas. Um I don't even know where to start here. Uh, we did do a YouTube video on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. If you want to go watch that as well, uh, you are certainly you know your prerogative. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. We have a lot of fun in store for you this season uh, by way of film reviews and game recaps and breakdowns and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Uh, so go and check that out. But um, wow, uh, <laughs> you know, I I thought I really thought that we were done linking star safeties to the cowboys right i mean because we all did the earl thomas song and dance and we'll revisit that in a second then we moved on after a long time and we did the jamal adams song and dance and and you know that was quite a song and quite a dance and we moved on because he was traded ironically to the seattle seahawks um which okay let's let's kind of let's set ground zero ground zero I i mean, some people might qualify ground zero here as Earl Thomas playing his college football uh, for the worst institution in the Lone Star State, the University of Texas. That's right, baby. Gigamaggies. Whoop. But, um, so Earl Thomas, obviously a Texas guy. And um, so his affinity for the Dallas Cowboys is well known. Earl Thomas... Um, was the safety that Pete Carroll drafted instead of Taylor Mace. That's, you know, kind of a college football wrinkle that gets lost. But anyway, had the great run that he did with the Seattle Seahawks, Legion of Boom, Super Bowl 47, right? Super Bowl No, 48, excuse me, Super Bowl 48, all that jazz. Arguably should have been the MVP of that game. The actual MVP of that game, Malcolm Smith, did play for the Dallas Cowboys and now is a member of the Cleveland Browns, by the way. But, um, so... Um, you know fast forward you know this is if, if we had like fancy effects this would be the like vcr like fast forward all the way uh to december 2017 christmas eve specifically uh the dallas cowboys were playing a must win game against the seattle seahawks to keep their wild card hopes alive because the philadelphia eagles had already wrapped up the nfc east um you know carson Wentz was hurt this was a time where the eagles did not have a super bowl win a much more um much more pure time in our lives Being honest. But anyway, uh, so it's Christmas Eve 2017. Ezekiel Elliott was returning from his six game suspension, to put in perspective how long ago this was. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Dallas Cowboys. That game, by the way, was the last home game that Des Bryant played as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but, you know, I digress. Anyway, uh, so after the game, and I was there in the locker room, um, or not in the locker room at that moment, uh, on the way to the locker room, in the tunnel, in the bowels of AT&T Stadium, the, the, the way that process typically works is obviously fairly obvious. You know, players and coaches and Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and, people of that variety are walking, you know, down the tunnel through this particular walkway and into the Cowboys locker room and then, you know, they're in there for a bit and then media session starts. And um, as the players and coaches and everybody are walking in, the Dallas Cowboys season is over at this point. I mean, they did have that Week 17 game left in Philly that they would win that big 6 to nothing barn burner, um, but they had been eliminated from playoff contention because Seattle was still trying to take up that other wildcard spot. And Earl Thomas... It should be mentioned that this is not a. I mean, I know this is two and a half years old, but this is not um, a situation where, you know, the home team and the away team kind of are in the same spot or whatever. No, no, no. There's never any confusion here. Earl Thomas specifically runs down the home team, you know, walkway, et cetera, catches up to Jason Garrett, says, Hey, if you ever have a chance to come get me, come get me. And ever since then, it has been chaos (laughs) whenever you talk about Earl Thomas because the following offseason, the spring of 2018, there was a lot of will the Cowboys trade for Earl Thomas. There was thought that jason garrett was on the hot seat uh again to put in perspective how long ago this was uh they did not trade for earl thomas there was talk that maybe they would trade their second or their third round pick that they would use to take connor williams and michael Gallup respectively in a draft that incidentally took place in the same building that earl thomas chased down jason garrett that set off this whole chain of events uh but you know again And, uh, you know, fast forward to, I believe it was week three of the 2018 season, the Cowboys running that wide receiver by committee group because they had moved on from Dez Bryant and because they had not traded for Amari Cooper yet, uh, were rolling with Tavon Austin and Deontay Thompson and Cole Beasley and Alan Hearns and just got destroyed in Seattle. And Earl Thomas had two interceptions, including the exclamation point, went and bowed at the Cowboys secondary. And uh, that was kind of it for 2018. Earl Thomas unfortunately got hurt, uh, flashed that not peace sign to the Seahawks staff as he was being carted off in Arizona. And last year in free agency left for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, uh, they go 14-2, they're the 1-C, they lose to the Titans in the divisional round, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then the Jamal Adams stuff happens. And boom, And here we are. We've reached, you know, total acceptance that hey, it's just Xavier Woods and Ha Ha Clinton Dix. It's totally fine. No real reason to freak out, etc. Although, by the way, according to the local beat, uh, Darian Thompson is, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of outplaying uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, which is uh, very, very, very interesting to say the least. But uh, so the situation with uh, with Earl Thomas. This particular moment in time uh on saturday it was reported that earl thomas got into a scuffle uh as a member of the baltimore ravens with a member of the baltimore ravens and threw a punch and you know there are training camp fights right all the time but this apparently got to a point where baltimore ravens leadership and ownership i guess and leadership from a coaching perspective etc all the important people felt like this was egregious enough that Earl Thomas could or should be released, should be moved on from at the very least. Now, the incident, we're not entirely sure. I mean, that the, the whole process of this is, is a little bit gray. But uh, the incident, you know, becoming public happened on Saturday morning. At the same time, kind of in parallel, it was reported that the Dallas Cowboys created about $7 million in salary cap space by way of restructuring the Tyron Smith deal that lasts for 500 years. And so a lot of people... Uh, at least for my Twitter mentions and on my Twitter timeline saying, Oh, Oh, Cowboys must know something. Cowboys must know that Earl Thomas is, is going to be available. They're making space, etc." And I am never that person that buys that. All right. I am never the person that buys that. And like, I know I have some fun with numbers and things like that, but none of those things are ever true. I mean, they're just fun to laugh at and talk about. Um, And so this kind of felt the same way, right? Like, ha, this is a funny coincidence, whatever. Sunday morning, August 23rd, Earl Thomas is released. Whoa. And actually, before he was even released, Adam Schefter reported that he was going to be moved on from whether by release or by trade. And not only did Schefter report that, he reported that the Dallas Cowboys were the leading contender shortly after that the baltimore ravens officially released earl thomas uh which means as of the moment of this conversation i'm recording this about 11 o'clock 11 p.m central time on sunday night uh earl thomas is a free agent which means earl thomas can sign with whoever he wants and earl thomas is an dallas cowboys fan and i still don't totally think that the restructure had anything to do with it and you know nine times out of ten I would say it had absolutely nothing to do with this Earl Thomas saga story, whatever you want to call it. That tenth time, I don't know that I would say that it has something to do with. But that tenth time, I'm listening. You know, that <laughs> that tenth time, I'm saying, well, explain it to me. You know, like let, let's talk about it. That's that I I am at the very least open to this because. The coincidence is just so extraordinary in this particular case. Uh, But the reality here is that Earl Thomas is a free agent and he could be a Dallas Cowboy very soon.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away.
1: Now, we don't know whether Earl there won't be a Dallas Cowboy, right? He could be a Houston Texan or a Kansas City Chief or a San Francisco 49er or a Seattle Seahawk. <laughs> I mean, you know, the possibilities are endless. And it should be mentioned, it, it it very much should be mentioned, that Pete Carroll and John Harbaugh, Super Bowl winning head coaches who have built really great football cultures in their respective organizations, that they both decided that they had had enough of Earl Thomas. That's should be mentioned it should also be mentioned that alice cowboys seemingly have their own culture that is brewing we've heard so many great things about obviously Dak prescott's leadership forever uh about the leadership that mike mccarthy provides about the leadership of the offensive staff the defensive staff etc players like demarcus lawrence i mean you look at the way alden smith talks about demarcus lawrence you look at the way everson griffin talks about demarcus lawrence there's a lot of leadership a lot of you know that type of stuff brewing in the cowboys locker room which is a good thing in which it you know they're also is the fact that Earl Thomas has wanted to play for the Cowboys right and so maybe whatever issues there are are softened by the fact that he is where he obviously ultimately always wanted to be there's also the fact that maybe you know this this could go a number of ways right I don't I don't personally think that wherever Earl Thomas ends up here in 2020 is going to be some sort of long-term contract I personally believe this is a one-year sort of you know, the word mercenary is misused a lot, but one-year mercenary type thing, one-year rental type thing, etc., you know play this year out, go to a contender, a team that's going to be on national television a lot. Obviously, the Cowboys check both of those boxes so that he can reach free agency again in 2021, maybe return to that team, maybe go find a new team, etc. If he does leave that team, obviously net that team a compensatory pick. And so that is a great idea for the Dallas Cowboys. And I also, I really hate the term win now. I hate that. I really cannot stand that term. However, we all agree that the Dallas Cowboys are kind of, I won't use that term, but they're kind of pot committed, right? We we all know that the Cowboys have a lot you know in on this hand uh the hand that is 2020 they have a lot and and it's hard to get a lot in and it's not like they have a lot because they put together risky contracts or whatever they just have a lot in because they've gotten a new head coach and you know they drafted cd lamb and you know the the stars the stars don't often align for nfl teams and the stars seem to be aligning for the cowboys which is why they're so pot committed and when you're pot committed like this it does make sense to say you know what Let's add, because if if the Cowboys add Earl Thomas, let's play that hypothetical. What is their weakness overall, right? Like what what is their weakness if they have Earl Thomas in the secondary? Because if if you've got Earl Thomas in the secondary, let's let's go through position groups. You have an elite talent at every level of your roster. You got an elite quarterback. I know people feel that way, but whatever. You got an elite quarterback. You got an elite running back. Generally, you have an elite offensive line. You maybe have the most elite wide receiver group. You obviously don't have an elite tight end, but you can kind of extend the wide receiver thing and say you have one of the most elite pass catcher group, one of the most elite groups of pass catchers. There we go. Um, defensive line. Now you have Demarcus Lawrence and Everson Griffin. And obviously a lot of people are hyped about Alden Smith, et cetera. So you have at the very least though, all uh, Demarcus Lawrence, one elite piece uh, and one and a half counting Everson Griffin. You have Leighton Vanderish. That's an elite linebacker. Jalen Smith kind of your one and a half there. You add Earl Thomas to the secondary and look, I mean this with absolutely no disrespect to Cheetah Bay Wuze, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, um, Travon Diggs, obviously, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, Xavier Woods. I think we all like a lot of things about those players, but none of them are elite or have elite qualities at this point in their NFL careers. Especially, we're finding out that Darian Thompson, again, no offense here, is outplaying Ha Ha Clinton Dix at safety. Well, you know. Maybe you need an elite talent. And Earl Thomas gives you an elite talent. I know he's older. I know he's not the same, etc. I know he comes with problems, etc. Like that. But again, this is a team that's pot committed. More than anything, it would be a lot of fun. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's kind of where I fall on this. It would be a ridiculous amount of fun if this happened. I mean we're We're not even two weeks removed from the Cowboys landing Everson Griffin for pennies on the dollar. If they somehow manage to land Earl Thomas in the same capacity, well, hey, and again, I think the you know one year mercenary rental type thing really makes sense for Earl Thomas because again, he has familiarity with the state of Texas. Look, if, if Earl Thomas joins the Cowboys, that does a lot of value or adds a lot of value, I should say, to Earl Thomas because he's the Cowboy all of a sudden. And everybody knows that he's wanted to be a Cowboy etc. so the value is there. Beyond that, we know that Earl Thomas is an emotional dude. Remember, Chase Dante Singer. Remember, the not peace sign to the Seahawks staff in the cart in Arizona. Remember, gotten a fight in practice, which led to his release from the Baltimore Ravens. He is an emotional person to some degree. Well, guess what? emotional person to some degree Earl Thomas if you're a Dallas Cowboy the Dallas Cowboys visit both the Seattle Seahawks and Baltimore Ravens in 2020 you want to get some revenge you want you want to do that want to get some revenge all right the best way to do that is to be a Dallas Cowboy it would be fun I mean it it really would be fun and it is nuts it is actually stupid that this is a legitimate conversation and I've know I've said this before like I've applied this phrase in different capacities with regards to the 2020 Dallas Cowboys. I've said, for example, that I haven't been this confident about this team in a long time. I said that recently here on the show. With regards to Earl Thomas, I have not been this confident on Earl Thomas ever since, since Christmas Eve, 2017, since Christmas Eve, 2017, it has always felt very unlikely to be that the Cowboys would land Earl Thomas. There were, there were times where it heated up and maybe there was, you know, there were certain hours on Twitter that felt more intense than others. But right now this feels legitimately possible and it has never really felt that way. Um, so man, I, um, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. This, this is a fascinating story to watch. And again, it should be mentioned that the Baltimore Ravens were willing to cut him three weeks before the season with no real plan in place and to eat $10 million, although um, the legality of that will surely be debated and contested for some time. But that that's a lot to go through in the name of getting rid of a great talent. And so there's obviously a why there, right? Like, what's the why for the Ravens being willing to do that? There's a why there. And uh, whether that why is a important or relevant factor for the Dallas Cowboys remains to be seen, and it's kind of up to Mike McCarthy. But if the Cowboys add Earl Thomas, who – I mean, look, I mean, there are talented teams that often don't even make the playoffs, right? I think you could argue that was the 2019 Cowboys to some extent. But if the Cowboys have Earl Thomas, who is legitimately – who, who are you scared of? I'll, I'll put it that way. If if the Cowboys have Earl Thomas on their team, they're going to play any random game against an NFC opponent. We'll stick to that for a second. Who are you afraid of? I think you're afraid of the Bucks because of Tom Brady. That's fair, right? Like, that's, that's fair to be afraid of Tom Brady. Whoa. <laughs> right? that's fair. I think it's fair to be afraid of the Eagles just because it's such a coin flip oftentimes. I think it's fair to be afraid of the Seahawks because they're so well-coached and they're so well-prepared. And I think it's fair to be afraid of the 49ers because they are the reigning NFC champions and Kyle Shanahan is one of the best offensive play cars in the NFL. So, but I mean, I think any of those teams, throw the Saints in there if you want, throw Aaron Rodgers in there if you want, whatever, any of those games, if if the cow, you know, let's fast forward to the playoffs. Let's, let's get wild. Let's say it's the NFC championship and, and the Cowboys draw any one of those teams. I think there would be a level of fear because it would be, well, in this hypothetical, the NFC Championship, but I think there would be a level of fear just because it would be an intense game. But I think there would also be this level of no, we got this. Like the Cowboys can win this, you know. And and I think that I think that's already kind of there. But I think Earl Thomas just exacerbates that, which uh, is certainly a good thing. But um, that about does our Earl conversation here on the Ocho. Later on today, you will have a brand new episode of Girls Talking Boys. Kelsey Charles flew Han style on this one solo, uh, as in without Meg Murray. Uh, happy birthday to Meg! I know uh, she celebrated this. Weekend. Uh, but Kelsey did have on the Athletics John Meshoda. They chopped it up All Things Cowboys and Training Camp and Earl Thomas. It is a fantastic listen, so make sure you get ready to listen to that. How do you get ready? You subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. Of course, we are available on all major podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe so you get access to all of our wonderful episodes. You get two episodes. Every single day. It's football season, and we make sure that you are updated around the clock so you always have the latest and the greatest information when it comes to America's team. Make sure you check out blogintheboys.com Of course, you're home for the best Dallas Cowboys coverage on the Internet. I am R.J. Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at R.J. Ochoa. You can also shoot me an email, rj.ochoa at spnation.com, if that is more your speed. You can also do me a huge favor, huge favor, you're going to have the absolute best Monday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.